Suns Day. Brought to you by Four Peaks Wow Wheat. On the home of Phoenix Suns Basketball. 98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. Suns Day with Burns and Gambo. Five o'clock hour Burns and Gambo show live from the Auction Community Studios. Devin Booker in a sit-down with Doris Burke today. Talking about the finals loss and how it's led them to where they're at now. Just channeling, you know, that energy and that hurt and the channeling in the right direction. And just accepting the fact that we did lose. You can't do anything about it now except try to go get it again. So the Suns are taking on the Warriors tonight at 7 o'clock in a game that's televised on ESPN. You'll hear it here on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports They open up their broadcast talking about how the Lakers, (laughs) I am going to lose my freaking mind. I don't think I'm going to lose my mind. You know what? Is it on Bally Sports Arizona? As well as ESPN, yeah, uh, I'm, I think so. Okay. Well, I sure. will yeah. always, always choose Bally it's, Sports it's, Arizona. It, I think you're in, in good hands. It's, da- it's Dave Pash and Richard Jefferson tonight okay. who are calling the game on okay. ESPN. Not, not nothing against K Ray and EJ because I like my local know, I, guys. I, I, I know you I do. Like my guys, I, and I, I do too. I do too. Uh-huh. But I think you're in good hands with Dave Pash and uh, Richard Jefferson. Just like to see if they open the show talking about the Lakers. <laughs> I, really, I really doubt they're going to do that. I don't. The Suns think... are playing the Warriors, but the Lakers. <laughs> I don't, I Anthony don't think Davis may go Warriors. on Friday. Yeah. Phoenix Suns. Look, we we have spent and will spend lots of time talking about how incredible this team has been, what they're doing what they're about to accomplish, whether it's 62, 63, 66, 67, maybe they get all the way to 68 wins, whatever the case may be. It's obvious to everybody we're in the midst of a very special season. You start putting it in a kind of context, though, and, and this this little factoid about the Suns blew me away. It blew you away, too. In the history of the NBA, and the long history of the NBA, only two teams have ever improved by 10 wins or more in three straight years. This is incredible. This is really incredible. Celtics did it in the early 70s. The, they went from 34 to 44 to 56 to 68 wins. Okay? Yeah. The only other team to do it in the history of the association is this version of the Phoenix Suns, who went from 19 wins to 34, mm-hmm. 34 to 51, 51 to 61. Yeah, they, they played shoots and ladders as well as anybody. Okay? I mean, they, they, they didn't take any of those small ladders. You know, so we didn't play shoots and ladders. There's those two ladders where you go up a row or two rows. They went from 19 wins in 2018 19. With Igor Kokoshkov as the head coach, and I got so good at saying that name, Kokoska. Remember the beginning, we couldn't pronounce his name. Kokoska, Kokoska, Koko. Igor Kokoshkov. Nineteen wins and sixty-three losses. They won nineteen basketball games. The next year, they fire him. They come in with money. They win thirty-four. Fifteen-game improvement. Nineteen to thirty-four. That's a big shoots and ladders jump right there. Thirty-four to fifty-one. Seventeen-game improvement. Again, a big shoots and ladders jump. And then fifty-one to sixty-one. And now this year, they're you know that's what they're at right now. They're at sixty one, and they'll end up with sixty five or sixty six. So fifty one is going to end up being a fifteen game improvement or sixteen game improvement. Um, there weren't little jumps. It wasn't like they improved by three games, four games, five games. There was these big gigantic jumps included in that with two seasons in which they didn't even play eighty two games. I mean, they didn't play 82 games. The bubble the season, year. there bubble weren't 82 season? games. The no. year after that, obviously, there was only 72 games because of the short and compressed season. So the fact that they were able to do it in fewer games that would have been available to other teams to do it. Again, it, 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 and look, we, we've lived it. We've experienced it. We've seen it. I, I still have not, I don't want to say I have a hard time believing it. 
But I, because I believe it, the Suns are the best team in the NBA, and every metric in the world points that out, especially and in including the eye test. It's just that's why they have to win, it, it, and it, they do they have to win. They do, but you do before we start that playoff journey, right? Where the pressure is on them, and you're right, they do have to win. There's got to be a moment or two to appreciate just how bad they were. The Igor Kokoshkov oh, years, the, yeah. the right, the yeah. so the last decent year was the Hornacek year, um, the the last winning year, forty eight wins and thirty four losses under Hornacek in two thousand thirteen fourteen. Think about how long ago that was. Forty eight wins, forty eight and thirty four. Um, did not make the playoffs that year, by the way, with the forty eight. Missed wins. it by two games, if I remember right. The next year they went thirty nine and forty three. Okay, don't make the playoffs. Then they then they go twenty three and fifty nine. That's when they fired Hornacek and they went with Earl Watson. So they won twenty three games. The next year under Earl twenty four wins. The next year they lose their first three games under Earl. They go to Tri- Jay Triano. They win twenty one games, and then they win nineteen with Igor Kokoshkov. So going backwards, nineteen wins, twenty one wins, twenty four wins, twenty three wins. Thirty nine wins, like it. It was it was five years of not being of winning twenty basketball games. Mm-hmm. Yep, how bad you have to be to win twenty basketball games in an eighty two game season? Awful, Hor- horrendous, hideous. We experienced it. We watched it. We matter of fact, it. we've talked about the Suns more in this show than we did that entire year when they won nineteen games. <laughs> There's more, been just, more just Suns talk in the yes. last three hours than it was in the entire two thousand eighteen nineteen season when they won nineteen. But games. even just from a fan standpoint, like. I, I, I that year they won nineteen games. Yeah, I wasn't watching Suns basketball in March. I wasn't watching Suns basketball in February. Right, and it's our job to watch it. I wasn't watching those games. You weren't every, doing your job. I wasn't watching those games every single night. Were you? Were you watching? Every, I was at the games. Why? I went to all the you games. You poor man. I went to all the games. You poor deranged soul. It's a good meal. <laughs> Like seven bucks. You went for the seven dollar dinner. Seven dollar dinner. Seven dollar dinner and take it home for goodness' sakes. Watch the game after one quarter and turn it off. I went to all the games. Yeah, you're. I mean, up until the pandemic, I went to all the games for everybody. I was always at the games. Punishment with the Suns, though. You had to talk me out of going to games as much as I was going because I was like, it was ridiculous. I get home at twelve o'clock every night. I went to all the games. And the pandemic hit, it changed our access to the teams. It changed our access to where my whole goal was to get in that locker room and pull book aside and all the guys and talk to them. And But that's changed a whole lot. You don't have that same because of the pandemic. Ever since the pandemic, you know, what I do has been changed. But that's why I went to all the games. We used to, well, I said, we used to have like interventions around here. Seriously, we're like me. Jordan, our old producer, Rod, our old boss. We'd like pull you aside and say, look, man, we love you. I was at the Yotes game last night. We got to. You don't need to go to that game. (laughs) We're not. We're going to talk about that game for two minutes today. Two minutes. And I understand, I understand why you went. I, I do understand yeah, the access in the locker room info. and contacts. Of course, you get to know the guys mm-hmm. and you want them to trust you. Except I, I totally get all of that. But seriously, folks, I'm not lying when I tell you there were moments where we had like like true intervention with Gambo. Like, hey, look, you know why you're tired? You're tired because you went to a game last night that you just didn't need to go to. I mean, I needed, I, need to to, to I needed to see Elia Kobo play. <laughs> I mean, who didn't want to go out there and watch Tyler Johnson take that ball? I'm raising my hand. Yeah, you're raising your hand? I didn't. Don't you remember Emmanuel Terry and Ray Spaulding? Uh, Terry, yes. Uh, Spaulding, I don't remember. You don't remember those guys? No, I, I, Terry, I, I mean, remember. Alec I Peters, remember. the rookie out of Valpo that year. I mean, it was just... <laughs> I vaguely remember I mean, Tyler Eulis, remember him in D-Book? I mean, like... He no, had it was bad, didn't he? He had what? Didn't Alec Peters have 35 points in a game? 
For the, the Suns? For the Suns against the Mavericks. Uh, I think it was like uh, like when nobody was playing. Yeah, right? it was is like the end was? of the season. I think I remember something crazy. He had like crazy. seven threes or something yeah. like that, and then he wasn't in the NBA again after that. Yeah. Who, who knows where that? Who is, where is Alec Peters now? I'm on it. Where is Al? But yeah, there was that one game. He did have one game where he actually shot really weird. He scored like a lot of points. I totally remember that. I think it was a game nobody was playing. They gave him an opportunity, and he, he had a good game. Career high, 36 points yeah. in the last game of his rookie Minnesota, season. Minnesota, who was it against? Mavericks. Mavericks, okay. April 10th, 2018. would have thought that that would have got that guy at least a 10-day contract I'm somewhere. I'm telling you right now, just being honest with the audience, I was so checked out of Suns basketball by April 10th, 2018. I, I was with you, Gambo. I was there I was just, every step of the way, I was way, just man. like, yep, I'm out. I had a different, I had a different purpose. My, my thing was, you know... Being there, showing my face, contacts, information, or that that's, you know. Yeah, I, was just I wasn't going there for my health. I was just me. I wasn't going there because I really enjoyed watching the Phoenix Suns lose every basketball game known to man. I was going there because I needed, you know, with, with Jay Triano, with Earl Watson, with all these guys. I, I had a connection with everybody. I had to, I had to, only way to keep that was to be there. So where is he now? Where's Alec Peters now? I did not have a connection with Alec Peters. <laughs> I can't find it right now. I'm still uh, okay, according to his Wikipedia page... From 2020 until the present, he was playing with Saski Basconia of the. Oh yeah, I see that now. The Liga ACB. Well, okay, it's in Spain, I think. He so was in CSK Moscow, top Spanish league. So he, he was, was playing the, basketball in Spain. Anadulis Eves and Basconia. He's averaging in, in 2020, 2021. He was averaging 23 minutes per game, shooting a very healthy 45% from the three-point line. He played in Russia, he played in Turkey, and wherever Skoski Basconia is. Spain. We just said Spain. Spain. Okay. Yes. So Spain, uh, Turkey, and Russia. That's where he played. Hmm. Who would have thought he'd get more airtime in 2022 <laughs> than in 2018? Honestly, I know. Honest to God. <laughs> right, right now, the consultants are going, what the hell Somebody's are these like, guys talking about? Somebody that actually knows him from me is like, dude, they talked about you on the radio today. <laughs> Talking about you when you were with the Suns. <laughs> what? They did? Who? Yeah. Burns and Gambo. They were talking Burns about Burns, he didn't like remember who you were. I couldn't remember at all. Hey, yeah. I couldn't remember that you scored 36 against the Mavs on the last day of the season in 2018. Yeah, I had no idea. <laughs> the Arizona Cardinals have a quarterback who wants a new contract. Deshaun Watson got a new contract, a big new contract. But there's also a quarterback in the league who doesn't want a new contract, at least not yet. How either of these apply to Kyler... We'll talk about next on the Burns and Gambo Show. 98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. Burns and Gambo, afternoons. Two different quarterbacks and two different situations and how they apply to Kyler Murray. And maybe neither one of them do. Maybe they're both just entirely different. But they're both franchise quarterbacks. One of them, Deshaun Watson, just got a five-year, $230 million contract with the Browns. Every single dime of it guaranteed. Every single penny of that contract is guaranteed, which is sets some kind of precedent, or at least it could set some kind of precedent Goodell in the NFL. said that he still could get suspended, right? Wasn't that one of the conversations? Yeah, in fact, I got... Would not be on the exempt list, but could be could still be suspended. They haven't hey, ruled that out. Give me a minute here. I got that soundbite yeah, somewhere. Where did it... Possibility that that's going to happen. Yeah, I do think it's a very strong possibility. Here is... Um, 
Here is Roger Goodell on that. We uh, now have, obviously, at least resolution from the criminal side of it. Um, Obviously, there's still civil charges that are going on. So our investigators hopefully will have access to more information. um, And that will be helpful, obviously, in getting to the conclusion of what are the facts and and was there a violation of the personal conduct policy. But that determination will be made by a joint uh, disciplinary officer that was established by... Um, the NFLPA and the NFL. And so she will make that decision when the facts are all in. Um, and we'll see. Uh, there's no time frame on that. Sorry, that was 37 seconds of sound that could have been summed up by, yes, he can still be suspended yeah, still by be suspended. the NFL. Okay. Um, so he gets the five-year, $230 million contract from the Cleveland Arizona Sports. Breaking news. What do you got? Sorry, boys. That's fine. Uh, what do you got? Peter King reporting. Bruce Arians is retiring from coaching and moving into the Buccaneers front office. Wow. B.A. retires from coaching. Defensive coordinator Todd Bowles has been picked to replace him. That's your big story right there. Todd Bowles picked to replace Bruce Arians as the head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Staff being told the news this hour. Wow. Um, <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm, I'm laughing because there's this, this weird thought going through my head. All right? There's this weird thought going through my head. That he's been forced out? Uh-huh. I think the same thing. Purely speculative, I but I, I, I have to wonder if Tom Brady's like, yeah, I'll come back. I'll come back, but I'm not playing for him anymore. Why? I'm just... For personality conflict behind the scenes. There was a story the other day. Bruce Arians opens up about rift with Tom Brady. There you go. Remember that? Stylistic differences. Different. Yeah, there there were reports all season long about how Bruce and Tom might not be on the same page, and how you know there 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 was even some crazy report. Yeah, please do. You got it. Yeah, the reaction of Brady to Bruce Arians was always going to be an interesting talking point. Now it was true during the first season. Arians was much more abrasive and quick to criticize Brady than Belichick was, which contributed to the rumors that their relationship wasn't exactly great. So, you know, B.A., I mean, he called out Larry Fitzgerald. Sure. Like, B.A. wasn't going to like, I don't care who you are. If I have to call you out, i got to call you out. The story I remember, and I don't have it in front of me, so I'm going off the top of my head. I remember reading a story about a month or two ago in which, like, Brady would draw up plays with Byron Leftwich. And the next day, B.A. would go into the, the coach's meeting room and he would look at some of the plays that the two of them have come up together. And he's like, yeah, no, no, we're not doing that. Red, it was like red pen or red something. Red pen, night, we're not doing out. that, we're not doing that, we're not doing that, we're not doing that. So I think you could be on to something here. I did the same thing. I mean, B.A. had always talked like he was coming back to coach. B.A. hadn't said anything about retiring, unless there's a health concern that we didn't know about. But right. I mean, all the, all, since the Super Bowl, all talk of with B.A. was that he was coming back to coach. He was Even when Tom Brady retired, B.A. was coming back to coach. Why all of a sudden now, like, you know, 10 days after Tom Brady says he's coming back, does Bruce Arians retire and Todd Bowles takes over? Why? I think there's something to it. I do. Yep. I think there's something to it. Yep. I think there is a rift between B.A. and Brady. And, you know, maybe that's why Brady retired. Wow. He didn't have to go through that. And then maybe at some point they were like, listen, you come back. We'll, you know, we'll figure it out. B.A. will just go to the front office and we'll have Todd Bowles go. There was speculation over the weekend 
that Tom Brady was still trying to get his way to the Miami Dolphins. There was some report on WEEI in Boston late last week about, hey, I hear Tom Brady's still trying to get to the Miami Dolphins, even now, even today, to the point where Mike McDaniel, the new head coach of the Dolphins, had to say, that's fake news. We're right. not we're not trying to get Tom Brady. But it just it kind of continued the speculation that, okay, yeah, Tom's back in Tampa Bay, and, and he was even recruiting guys to come back. He was recruiting Leonard Fournette. He was recruiting Ryan Jensen. He was trying to bring the team back together, but there was still the speculation that they just couldn't shake that Tom Brady might it, it might only be in Tampa Bay one more year, and then he would go play for San Francisco or Miami or something like that. And then he was wasn't he you know boosted up like Blaine Gabbert or somebody? Ba uh, ba oh yeah, was he boosted up all these guys like there's no pro? We'll get somebody. It'll be I fine. have to imagine. I'm just it's purely speculative. Some sort of personality conflict behind the scenes where it was one of those. Yeah, I'll come back. But I'm telling you right now, it ain't going to be for him. You know, it just, and it's just a it's just a guess. It's just a and you didn't guess. want to make it look like Bra- yep. you didn't want to make it look like you know Brady is a coach killer. So you let it, you know, you let it go a week, you let it go ten days, you let it go. Maybe it's two weeks now, whenever, whatever it is, and then all of a sudden, you know, BA retires. So that way, it doesn't look like I'm, you know, you Brady comes back and the next day, Bruce Arians steps down, and you don't fire him. You just move him to the front office because he did win you a Super Bowl as a head coach, gave you credibility, did go, good, did a good job for you. You don't want to embarrass him, yeah. but it's very, you know. Listen, I think there could be something to it that part of the part of Brady coming back was not having Ba as the coach. That'd be fair and it'd be responsible. There might be a health issue we don't go on uh, that, that, that we don't. Know I brought what's that going up. On. Yeah. yeah, I, I mean, brought we that just up, want yeah. to make sure we bring that out there. There might be something else going on behind the scenes that has nothing to do with Tom I, Brady and any speculation of any kind of conflict or anything like that. But one day ago, we got a shot at another ring. I don't know. He was always talking like he was coming back. Yeah. Wow. Um, okay. So Bruce Arians, it, it, he wasn't in the coach's um, uh, picture at the that's, NFL see, meetings? That's I, I was just looking at that right now. I was like, was he in the coach's picture? He was, yeah, he was But you know what? They're, like Belichick wasn't in it. The he, old guy. He's, the, yeah. he's like, yeah, screw it. I'm not going to be in your little group picture, right? Maybe I, I thought Bruce was just being a, just being kind of curmudgeonly about it. Like, I'm not going to be in it. No, apparently he we wasn't sh- in it because he's not a head coach anymore. We should circle back to this in 40 days and see if it's still the same story, though. Maybe B.A. will unretire and <laughs> unretire from coaching and come back in two weeks. Right. After careful thought, I've decided to return for another season. <laughs> Seriously, Man, right? Go, go, go. And then Brady go. retires, and, and then it just I goes just, back and forth. Go do your forever home, man. How old's B.A.? Go Early, do your forever home. Early 70s? Yeah. 71, 72, maybe 73? I'm looking it up right now. 69 years old. Yeah, okay, sorry. Go, go, go. Sorry, it'll be 70 later this year. Go get your forever home. Go get that thing. Convened an 8 o'clock meeting uh, for Arians to tell his staff. He sent a letter via internal email to all players. He and Bowles will meet the media tomorrow in Tampa. Well, good for Todd Bowles. You know, there there was a belief that, and you mentioned it, that was kind of the other half of the story here that's just as big. Todd Bowles was thought to be a commodity going into the offseason. He got some interviews. There were some chances. Stayed put. Stayed put, probably with the idea, hey, if I stick this out a little bit longer, I'll be the either I or Byron Left, which will be the head coach here, one of the two. Um, And he stuck it out, and he is now a head coach again in this league. They got a good Good for him. Yeah, I got to go to Todd Bowles. I mean, I. It didn't work out with the Jets, but I mean, I think that he is, you know, you learn your lesson that first go around, you come back, you know, you know this team really well. I think he's you know, well suited to do a great job. And then, you know, the main connection will be, you know, um, will be Leftwich, right? Because Leftwich stayed. 
He didn't take that Jacksonville right. job. Right. But Leftwich doesn't end up being a head coach. That's interesting, right? Because Leftwich doesn't end up being a head coach in Tampa, which we thought maybe he would yeah, stay there know, and replace B.A. He doesn't end up getting I, that. I, I thought about that. I, I guess if you're Tampa Bay, I'm guessing the easier answer is I've got two guys who could very easily be the head coach here. One of them's done it before. One of them hasn't. Yeah, I'll hire the guy who ha- who who has done it before. I'll hire the guy. And Leftwich can just experience. continue to work on Brady and the offense, and not have to worry about everything else that comes with being a head coach. Yeah, I boy that that'll make a great thirty for thirty one of these days. What what the what the hell has transpired with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? In the last 60 from, days. Uh, from Ian Rappaport said, Bruce Arians' dream has been to pass it on, as pass the team on, to one of his assistants when the team is in great shape. Now Todd Bowles will run the show. He wanted to do that here, too. Remember, he said, I remember B.A. saying when one. he left was, uh, yeah, if, if, they, if they hire one of my guys, I'll be around a lot. I'll come around. I'll be around. Remember that? If they hire one of my guys to be the head coach, you'll see me around a lot. I'll be around. Yep. But if they don't, then I won't be. Basically is what he said. Yeah. Wasn't it Harold Goodwin? He was stumping for the most, I think. I think that's who it was. So again, if you're just getting in your car, you're just tuning in. The big breaking news uh, that uh, took us all by surprise. Bruce Arians has retired from the National Football League again for the second time. He is no longer the coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Todd Bowles is now the coach of the Bucs in a stunning, maybe potentially controversial move in Tampa Bay, depending on what might have happened between the scenes, behind the scenes, with Brady and Bruce Arians. I don't, who's going to be the first person to say, the Cardinals should fire Cliff and bring back B.A.? <laughs> I mean, wait, how soon till we get that tweet? Well, you'll get it before I will. You're kind of a magnet for tweets like that. I would, ex- I would expect it'll show up on your timeline before it shows up on mine. But if somebody wants to tweet me, you can at Burnsy987 and make that suggestion. But <laughs> I, I don't, I don't is, expect is that I'm going to get too many. Is to get out of, of the cliff extension and bring back BA? Yeah, okay, I'm, it'll, it'll happen. You'll see. Negative Ghost Rider. Uh, the pattern is full. The NBA playoff picture, it's kind of distorted among the lower seeds. But was last night it for the L.A. Lakers? That's next on the Burns and Gambo Show. Suns and the Warriors, an hour and a half from right now. You'll hear it here on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. There's a lot that went on around the association in the last 24 hours that involves what the Suns might see in the first round or the second round. And a lot of it was centered, frankly, around the city of Los Angeles. On the one hand, there was the Lakers... Losing again last night to Dallas, getting humiliated, getting embarrassed. There's Russell Westbrook getting into it with a reporter after the game. And on the other hand, there's Paul George in his first game back in like 43 games. Dropped 34 points like he hadn't missed a day. Yeah, it was a big return for them. You know, the Clippers, uh, they play hard. Man, they play hard. We saw that last year. Even without Kawhi Leonard, they played hard. And they were down 25 points in the third quarter. Down 25 points. They came roaring back. Paul George, 34 points, 6 assists, 4 steals, 2 rebounds. They win that game. They actually won it by 6 points. They won it 121-115. So that, that was big. To get him back, you know, gives them some hope. It gives them hope that they... 
they have a chance in the playoffs because he is such a dynamic player. And they're a well-coached team. They play hard. I, I could see them, even if they go up against the Suns, I could see them, you know, maybe, you know, winning a game. Not, not winning more than a game, but that could be a team that could win a game against Phoenix. I, I, I think a matchup against the Clippers is probably the most likely outcome. Just, just based off Looks of, like it, right? Just based off of what's going on kind of at the bottom of the West right now when it comes to the play-in tournament. Because right now, it's Minnesota 7, Clippers 8, the Pelicans 9, and now the San Antonio Spurs, not the Lakers, 10. Okay, So it seems to me the most likely, the easiest scenario is that Minnesota beats the Clippers... And the Pelicans probably beat the Spurs. Yeah. And then the Clippers beat the Pelicans in the second play-in game. And the Clippers become the eighth seed in the Western Conference. That, that seems like the most likely scenario, right? Yeah, they just play hard. I mean, look, listen, the Jazz had a meltdown last time. Donovan Mitchell actually took a timeout when they didn't have any. I saw that. Took a timeout they Went didn't have Chris any. Chris Webber on everybody. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it was like 10 seconds left in the game. And Donovan Mitchell's timeout, timeout, timeout. Take free throw for, for the Clippers. You don't have a timeout. Try to take a timeout, you don't have one. So total meltdown by the Jazz last night. But getting him back was a big deal. I mean, he is a great player. We saw it last year. I mean, he, there were some games where he, he torched this Phoenix Suns last year. Yep. Without Kawhi Leonard, he was that good. I don't fear the Clippers. I respect them. I don't fear them. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I I don't. I'm not like we we actually. Kind of, I'll take you behind the scenes on the show here a little okay. bit. We contemplated a I'd poll love to question get behind the scenes. You, okay. you you were where were you? You were off. Uh, I can't remember. He was recording spots or doing something like that. We were having a conversation about the poll question. Okay, what should the poll question be today? And and we we rejected this. We talked about it for like ten seconds, and the question was almost well. Not we were thinking about a question like what team. Worries you the most, scares you the most, do you fear the most? And, and you know, we're like, we're, that's a ridiculous question because if you're a Suns fan, no team scares you in the first round. No team should scare you in the first round. Minnesota shouldn't scare you in the first round. New Orleans shouldn't. The Clippers shouldn't. The Suns are the very best team in the association by a country mile, and it's not even close. There's, so we talked about it for like a brief nanosecond. Should that be the poll question? We're like, no, because we don't want to give any, anybody the impression that we're actually nervous about the Clippers, that we're nervous about the Pelicans or the Timberwolves, because we're not. Game, game five last year at Phoenix. Game five at Phoenix. Clippers win 116-102. Suns were up three games to one. Mm-hmm. Clippers win that game. They make it 3-2. Suns win it in, in six. They win it. They clobbered the Clippers in game six in, in L.A. But in game five, with with the Clippers down three games to one, Paul George, 15-20 from the field, he played uh he played forty one minutes, he had forty one points, thirteen rebounds, and six assists. He's a monster. In the series, he had thirty four and one in game one, twenty six in game two, twenty seven, twenty three, forty one, and then in the finale he was just so gassed he just he had twenty one, he shot six of fifteen. But in that, you know, down three sure. games to one, I mean, Paul George went crazy on him. Respect him. Don't fear him. And, and the main reason why is that the Suns, man, they were good then. They're so much better now. That Suns team that beat the Clippers in six games in the Western Conference Finals, this version is so much better than that version was. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, so it's it's bigger, they're deeper, they're more experienced. Like they're, Everything favors them. But yeah. him coming back is a thing to watch. It's just a, a thing to kind of keep your eye on. The Lakers losing yesterday is a thing to keep your eye on because as of right now, the Spurs are number 10 and the Lakers are on the outside looking in. And, and I'll be on, we've said this a few times already today. If I'm LeBron James, 
I'm not motivated to come back. If I'm Anthony Davis, and I know he's going to come back on Friday, I think is the is the report. Spurs play tonight. But if I'm LeBron, I'm not motivated to to for what to There's be the one ten reason. seed. There's the one reason is he's three games short of meeting the NBA requirement to be the league leading scorer. He's played 55. Oh, okay. He needs to play 58. Fine, come back and play three more games. But but coming back to trying to lead your team to what the tenth seed in the playing game. He's going to shoot no ten threes motivation a game for that. Game. You None. would think that guys. You would think you want to make the playoffs. You would think that. But I think these guys know too, right? Like you've got to know that you can't beat the Phoenix Suns. I mean, you can't even talk yourself into it. Can't talk yourself into that. You're not. You can't beat that team. So, like, I don't know yeah. if that factors in or not. I mean, you would think that your your human nature is you just you want to get in the playoffs. You want to win. You want to get to the playoffs and give yourself a chance. You know, the other thing, the other fallout from that Clippers Jazz game is the Jazz and where they stand right now. They're tied for sixth in the Western Conference with the Denver Nuggets. Now, I think they've got the tiebreaker over Denver because they have the same record, and right now they're listing Utah as five, Denver as six. Neither team is going to drop to seven in all likelihood and into that play-in tournament, but it does sort of, you know, is there going to be a shakeup where, you know, could Denver move up to five? Could Golden State move down to four? Could you have a first-round matchup? Of the Golden State Warriors and the Denver Nuggets in the Western Conference playoffs? Yeah. Wouldn't bother me a bit. Wouldn't bother me a bit. Take one, take one of those teams, take one of those MVPs, and get them out of my face. Get Jokic out. Get Steph Curry out. Get somebody out. Get them out. Because the Suns will play the winner of that series. You know, if, it, if it comes to that. Just hope these teams like lay down for lay down and let San Antonio win some games. So you said San Memphis Antonio's tonight. playing tonight? San Antonio is home to Memphis tonight. Then they got Portland back to back at home. Then they go to Denver. They go to Minnesota. They go there at their home against Golden State. They finish against Dallas. Their schedule's not easy either. But the San Antonio Spurs have won four games in a row. Won four games in a row. They beat Golden State. They beat Portland. They beat New Orleans. They beat the good news is they 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 beat Port, Portland by like forty points. They got Portland two more times. Yeah, so that could help them. Yeah, look, if the Lakers are done, so be it. That, that'd be fine. Everybody would be would be we'd be happy with that. We don't have to deal with them. We don't have to talk about them anymore. The league doesn't have to be obsessed with them the way they continue. No, I was watching. We have the TVs up here now at the studio. Like, what are the lake? What are the Lakers going to do now? Who cares? <laughs> like, who cares? You guys are discussing about this. There's great basketball going on right now. You guys are discussing what the Lakers are going to do for the future? Man, wait till the NBA playoffs are over and then talk about the Lakers. Like, who should be talking about what what, what, the, what do the Lakers do now? Nobody cares. Nobody. Except for people in L.A. And even then, I'm not sure they care. I don't even know if they care about the Lakers anymore at this point. But they're not Clippers fans. We learned that last year. Yeah. Clippers are not, are not very popular in Los Angeles because they're not the Lakers. That's the, I, I was shocked to learn that last year. With the like Clippers, the like Clippers players show up at events, they get booed. They get booed because they're not the Lakers. There was a what was it? Uh, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. They were at a Rams playoff game or something. They got booed when they walked in. Why? Because they're not the Lakers. Because they don't play for the Lakers. They play for the Clippers. It, that that's how that's how strong the Lakers fans believe in the Lakers. Kevin Durant, over the Kyrie there. Irving, and James Harden roll on the Nets, and they're not as popular as the Knicks. Nope. This history tradition goes back. Update from the Suns. Cam Johnson has been ruled out. He will not 
play tonight for the Phoenix Suns. That's not a surprise at all, but he did make the trip, and he was listed as doubtful. We're getting real close on Cam Johnson. We're not quite there yet, but we're getting real close on whether he is going to return or not. It's your last shot to participate in the madness. Text the word BUCKS to 620-620. Choose from the last four teams for your chance to win $500. Again, text the word BUCKS to 620-620. It's the Arizona Sports Bracket Bucks. It's presented by Santan Ford and Schwartz Laser Eye Center. When we come back on the Burns and Gambo Show, Zach Gallen got the start today for the Diamondbacks, his first of the spring. But there are a lot of moving parts right now when it comes to this Diamondbacks baseball team. We'll get you caught up on all of them next on the Burns and Gambo Show. 98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. Burns and Gambo, what's on tonight? Here are the games we're going to watch tonight as we've got bonus Burns and Gambo coverage coming up, by the way, from 6 until 6.30. So you're going to want to hang around for that. What is on tonight? We have got Suns basketball, of course. They are taking on the Golden State Warriors tonight at 7 o'clock. We've also got Coyotes hockey. They're taking on the San Jose Sharks. That game is also at 7 o'clock. You can hear it on ESPN 620 and 98.7 FM HD 2 tonight. So two games, Suns, Warriors, Sharks, Coyotes. In the last segment, we mentioned if you're Got to keep an eye on the bottom of the Western Conference for playoff purposes. Spurs are taking on Memphis tonight. We'll see what they can pull off with that as well. So, busy night of sports. We look forward to being back tomorrow to talk about it. Not that we're done by any stretch of the imagination. We go late today. We do. We go to 6.30 today. You get bonus uh, Burns and Gambo. So... You're in your car, uh, you know, driving home. You have a long ride home. You're in traffic. We will be on. We'll talk about Bruce Arians at six o'clock. So we'll uh, we'll continue to stay with you until six thirty tonight. If you're asking yourself, Bruce Arians, what about Bruce Arians? He retired today. Stepped away from coaching. Todd Bowles is the new head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We'll get into that in yeah, nice uh, a state, little bit. Statement by BA. We'll we'll read most of that at the six o'clock hour. Yeah. In the meantime, uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks today in Zach Gallen's spring debut. We'll get to that in a moment. Troy Lavello, though, pregame, giving everybody the update on his starting shortstop, Nick Ahmed. Nick was able to get his shoulder examined by another um, a, a doctor. Uh, he got a couple of injections, so um, there's going to be a time time down for him, a little period of time where he's going to um, need to have zero baseball activity. What that timeline is, I've been told, and we're going to we're going to start there um, as that and use that as a starting point. But then we'll we'll work off of that. But um, it looks like there'll be ten days of no activity, and then kind of build around that. Mitch, do me a favor if you could go through yesterday's sound and pull up that soundbite from Tory on what their options might be at shortstop without Nick Ahmed. But it sounds like Nick is not going to be this team shortstop for at least a while at the beginning of the start of the season. Well, here. ten games doing nothing, and then you got to ramp it back up. So that's another five days, six days to you know kind of get back. So you'll be without him for a little bit. Um, you could play. You know, Rojas at, at short, Nellis at third, Perdomo is an opportunity. Maybe he gets a chance to come up and play. So they there are some options, whether you like him or not, that but there are options. We had Tori on the show yesterday. Here's what he said. If no Ahmed, what is the contingency plan? We picked up uh, uh, Sergio Alcantara from right. uh, the Cubs. Uh, we have uh, Geraldo Perdomo, a young up-and-coming player here. We're really excited about a couple of those players that have the, the potential to step in. Catel Marte and Unfortunately, right now is not.
not into that part of the equation. We're going to keep him over at short, uh, over at second base and anchor him there. So we feel like we have two really good guys. The potential for Josh Rojas to maybe move over there is in play. We're not exactly sure what we're going to do right up. Big takeaway there is not Cattell Marte. Could the, no, could tell no, Marte, well, I mean, he could have, you know, in the past, right? They seem but, very, they seem very focused on making sure that he plays second base and only second base. They do, and not moving him around a whole lot. They got a big investment in him right now. You want to keep the knees fresh, so you don't have him on the outfield. So, especially turf fields that they'd be at around the league when they're on road games and stuff. So, I think it's it's uh, for them. I think it's important for him that he just plays second. Ahmed's not the only one. Jordan Luplo, the outfielder they acquired from the Rays in the off season, he is also likely going to miss opening day. Jordan um, Luplo came out of the game the other day um, and was complaining about some um, some irritation on his side. He had some imaging and he's got a grade one strain, and he'll uh, looks like. Kill miss um, long terms of days. He's going to be out for a little while. Of his side, oblique. Yeah, I don't know exact, where the exact spot. Oblique. Okay. Uh, you said how long? It's in, it's not in terms of days. We'll, we'll, we'll put it that way. No, it's not days, which means it's weeks, which means it's yeah, multiple I weeks. Mean, listen, two twenty-five career batting average. He's put on Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Tampa Bay. Arizona's fourth team. Um, I mean, I know you, you know, you you try to catch lightning in a bottle with some of these guys. I don't blame them because of, you know, payroll constraints and things like that. But you don't want to, you know, you don't want to lose guys. You don't want to be starting your season. This is a team that many people are projecting to lose 100 games again. Okay, after losing 100 games last year. That's going to be a long season. And that, remember how much that weighed on Lavello last year. So, and I don't know, and honestly, if they get off to a terrible, terrible start, I don't even, I don't even know if Lavello makes it to the end of the year. I don't like know if he, he does either. Year. Yeah. I, I, but and you look, know what? I start off with all these injuries. The only reason I'm bringing up the, the Luplo thing is they are very left hand hitted heavy, yes. right? Yeah. Very dominant with the lefties in the lineup. And Luplo is a right-handed hitter. So so it, he does, he was balance. brought in to bring in a little bit of balance in that lineup, and so without him, they, they lose some of that. Now, the biggest thing today was probably Zach Gallen making his spring debut. He went two and two-thirds. He gave up a hit, didn't give up any runs, no walks, struck out two. This guy's been battling shoulder issues all offseason. This is a guy, as you you had pointed out yesterday, 10 career victories for Zach That's Gallen. It. That's but, it. But we have such high hopes on him. Sure. So today, he was asked how he felt when he was out there throwing today, making a spring debut. It was coming out pretty good. Um, delivery felt pretty good. Everything was, was kind of there for strikes. Just the one back foot slider to Hilliard was probably about the only pitch I'd like to you know be able to execute again. But other than that, I felt pretty good with how it went out there. I can't imagine he's going to be ready for opening day. In fact, no, I probably not. not. You go with Madison. So you day. go Madison Bumgarner. I mean, he's you know he he'll be your opening day starter. And if you've got to you know skip a turn in the rotation for Gallon, you do that. You know, he's the other thing is you got to remember about Gallon too is just the innings pitched last year. So that's like that's a factor. Like you're not going to have like a, an older guy like Madison Bumgarner can have a season in which he doesn't throw a lot of innings and then um, you know and then and then throw a lot of innings. But you know, last year innings pitched was 121. You're not going to have him throw 200. 
innings this year anyway. The year before was 72. There's got to be a gradual increase in that for a younger guy that's 25, 26 years old. For an older guy that's thrown 200 innings before, 190, 180, that's fine. That was the most innings Zach Allen ever threw last year is 121. He had never thrown more than 72 in his major league season. So it's not like you're going to come out here and he's going to have 35 starts you're right. and he's going to average six innings to start. That's impossible. It's never going to happen. Yeah, and that was something Tori talked about yesterday with us too, is that he, to start the season, there might be some piggybacking. There might be some piggyback starters where this guy goes four, that guy goes four. Because like, like everybody else in Major League Baseball, they just haven't had a lot of ramp up time, right? They haven't had a lot of lead time to build guys' arms right. up to where they need to be. So you could see a lot of, you know, piggyback battery starters basically where the, that guy's going to go three innings, that guy's going to go three innings, and that guy's going to go four innings. And then eventually that, that second half of that will kind of fall off into the bullpen or go back to the minors. They can carry two extra guys at the start of the season. Look, it's no one's expecting greatness out of the Diamondbacks this year. No one's even expecting an average season out of the Diamondbacks. We are hoping that they don't lose 100 games this year. I'm hoping that a core develops no matter how many games that they lose. So when the season gets to the end, you could say, this guy, this guy, this guy, and this guy are core pieces going forward. And, you know, I mean... Is JB JP Buskaskis part of the plans? Is Corbin Martin part of the plans? Is Beer part of the plans? The guys they got from the Astros, the only one that's done a damn thing is Rojas. You know, so I, I want to look at this team and say, are there core guys here? Yeah. Are there core guys here? Is Varsha a core guy? Is Carson Kelly a core guy? I don't is Perdomo know. Is a core guy? What is, happens to Luke Weaver? Like, is he, is he, like, you know, let, let, with Luke Weaver, it's like, okay, come on now. I mean, you, yep. like, I think that's got to be established. I mean, can Gallon stay healthy and be a, be a, because if Gallon can't stay healthy and pitch good this year, I can't count him as a one or two going forward. I can't count him as a one and two if he can't stay healthy and give me and give me the innings. Your answer was better than mine. You don't even remember what my answer was. <laughs> you can't don't lose a hundred games. <laughs> okay, now you do remember. Good, you were paying attention. Yeah, your answer was your, your answer. Games. Your answer was better than mine. Your answer is the right answer. You need to. Some of these young guys that you're counting on, you you need to start finding out whether they're going to be... Are you a core piece going forward or not? Are you going to be a part of the next good team or not? You know, Are you going to be a part of the future or not? And some of these guys, they're old enough and they're experienced enough, you can start finding out those answers about them this year. You're right. That's the most important thing. This NFL offseason simply does not stop ever in terms of big breaking news. And when we fired off that sounder about 45 minutes ago, we had no idea what was waiting for us on the other side. Turns out Bruce Arians was waiting on the other side. His career in the NFL as a head coach is over. We'll give you the latest on bonus burns in Gambo next. 98.7 FM Arizona Sports Station. You still here? Well, duh. It's not over. Don't go home. It's bonus burns in Gambo. Bonus, bonus. This is brilliant. It's bonus burns in Gambo. Yeah, we're still here and we'll be here till 6.30. This is great stuff. Are you ready? We make it sound like such a big deal. Bonus Burns and Gambo here on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. This what, is a big deal. What do you mean, what do I mean? We, 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 that's a lot of... That's a big bar you're setting high for us there, Mitch. Mm. You know? Bonus you Burns ready? and Gambo, are you ready? Got this piece of teriyaki salmon with some scalloped potatoes and a little bit of rice waiting for me. Kids got baseball practice tonight. I was dinner on my own, so I was at AJ's getting a salad and some soup, and I looked at that meal, and I said, that looks pretty good, even though I don't really like salmon. Uh, so I got it. 
Sitting here for four hours, just waiting for me. I didn't know Bonus Burns and Gambo was a run through of your menu. I'm for just dinner. telling you, I'm just, yeah, okay. just staring at this all day right now. I'm like, see, all right, I'm ready see, to eat this thing. See, Mitch, that's why we, we set the bar real high with what we're promising to deliver during Bonus Burns and Gambo. What we say we're going to give you and what we actually give you is Gambo's menu. Things. Completely different things. Yeah. And it turns out Bruce Arians is at that bar. And, <laughs> yes, yes, he is probably having a crown and cubes right now as we speak. Uh, right, so big, let's go, bro. Big news of the day. Big news of the day here on Bonus Burns and Gambos. We're yeah. with you till 6.30. Bruce Arians, 15 minutes ago, Peter King was there, or 45 minutes ago, Peter King was the first to report that Bruce Arians is retiring as head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's going to move into a front office position. Todd Bowles, his defensive coordinator, is now the head coach of the box. 2015, when Todd Bowles took over the Jets, the quarterback there was Geno Smith. Two years later, they ended up with Ryan Fitzgerald. A few months later, they got Ryan Fitzpatrick. But when he got to the, when he got there, his quarterback was Geno Smith. Now his quarterback's Tom Brady. I think Todd Bowles will do a lot better as a head coach than he did with the New York Jets. I, I, I mean, think I think so. it's safe to say that Todd Bowles will do a pretty good job as the head coach of the Tampa Bay Bucks. Pretty good assumption right there. Let's Big- go over this statement by Bruce Arians. There was one thing in here that kind of uh, made a lot made a lot of sense to me. He goes, "I want to focus on what I can give back to this incredible game." That has provided so much for me and my family. I really began, began thinking about my personal transition plan earlier this season. Here's the interesting part. I wanted to ensure when I walked away that Todd Bowles would have the best opportunity to succeed. So many head coaches come into situations where they're set up for failure, and I didn't want that for Todd. Tom's decision to come back, along with Jason and his staff doing another great job of keeping the core of this team intact during free agency, confirmed for me that it was the right time to pass the torch to Todd. So... B.A. is saying, I didn't want to leave. I didn't want to get one more year of Tom Brady. And then Todd Bowles comes back and, I don't know, uh, Andy Dalton's his starting quarterback. I'm going to leave Todd Bowles with Tom Brady. I'm going to let him have Tom Brady. Okay. I had Tom. We won a Super Bowl. Todd can have Tom. That's the Disney movie version of what went down in Tampa Bay? Right? That's the G-rated, take your family to go see it on a Friday night version of what happened in Tampa Bay? The other possibility of what happened in Tampa Bay was that Tom Brady said, y'all come back, but I ain't playing for him. And there is speculation amongst those in the media, including from the league's own website, NFL.com, and their their lead writer, Greg Rosenthal, who tweeted out, Bruce Arians was once forcibly retired by the Steelers. This is not the same, but I suspect... We will see more reporting on how this all went down, close quote. And I suspect that Greg Rosenthal is right. We will see some reporting about how this went down. Listen, this is a guy that's going to be 70 years old later this year. He's a two-time cancer survivor. Um, You know, he came back after he left the Cardinals and... I mean, you know, in, in, in the statement, a 12-paragraph statement, by the way, said, before you start thinking this is about my health, don't. This is the best I felt in many years. I'm looking forward to helping the team continue winning through my new role. Um, so he's going to say it's about making sure that Todd Bowles was set up for success instead of failure. There's going to be many people that, but now Tom Brady's got a statement out, too, to his 11.8 million followers. says, thank you, B.A., 
for all that you have done for me and our team. You're an incredible man and coach, and it was a privilege to play for you. You are a true NFL legend and pioneer for all the work you have done to make the league more diverse and inclusive. Smart, tough, and loyal are a few of the words to describe your style. I will always remember the conversations we had when you recruited me two years ago, and all of the things we discussed came true. We all benefited from your leadership and guidance, and I'm so proud of everything we accomplished. You were a huge part of the decision to join the Bucks, and I'm forever grateful. And I'll just end with this is the last thing he said. I'm so happy you will spend the much-deserved time with your loving and supportive family that has given so much to our communities. Congratulations on an amazing coaching career. More importantly, how you positively impacted me and everyone else in the game of football. Tom Brady just put that on his Instagram page a short time ago, maybe to end any speculation that Tom Brady was the reason Bruce Arians is stepping down. Bruce Arians actually responded to that Instagram post with a thanks, brother. And a glass of whiskey emoji, which again, I'm that's sure. it. Uh, that, that's Tom Brady it. writes all of that. All you say is thanks, brother. Thanks, brother, with a glass of whiskey. Well, you know, Bruce was always conservative with the words, right? That's not true at all. Uh, Peter King, he's the one who broke the story. He tweeted out about 40 minutes ago. Arians knows the questions about the timing and Brady coming out of retirement would come. We asked him, quote, no, no. Tom was very in favor of what I'm doing. I had conflicts with every player I coached because I cussed them all out, including him. Great relationship off the field, close quote. So, yeah. So they're all Tom's statement, Bruce's answer to that question, Bruce's statement. No one, of course, no one's going to come out and admit it. No one's going to, no one's going to come out and say it on Instagram post. Hey, I didn't really like playing for that guy anymore. I'm glad we have a different coach. No one's going to say that. But I'll be really curious to see the reporting on this in the next couple of days to see if anything comes out. Because like we talked about when the story broke, there was speculation that maybe not all was well between Brady and Bruce. There was speculation rift. during the season that there was a little bit of a rift, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. That, that, that I, I had read a report towards the end of the season or the beginning of the offseason that like like Tom Brady and Byron Leftwich would draw up plays and Bruce Arians would come in the next day and basically take a red pen and draw a line through the plays that they'd come up with. Like, oh, no, we're not doing that, not doing that, we're not doing that, we're not doing that. Uh, did Tom Brady make Bruce Arians being forced into retirement a condition for his return? I don't know. But that speculation is not going to go anywhere, no matter how many times Tom Brady posts something on his Instagram page. It's not Pro- going anywhere. You're probably right. Um, I mean, if it would have happened a day later, we would, people would have put that you know more two and two mm-hmm. together. But here it is 10 days later, two weeks later, Bruce decides to step away, saying it's not because of health reasons. And he, listen, that's a really good reason to say, hey, uh, listen, Todd Bowles becomes the sixth minority coach. Yep. Okay, in the NFL now, he becomes the sixth. That's a big thing for the NFL. And to your point, to have... he steps in a such a better situation. I, I mean, and I'm glad Bruce said that. I didn't want to leave this for Todd Bowles when it was a mess and he didn't have a chance to succeed. For Todd Bowles, man, when you're the coach of the Jets, you were dealing with Stu Gotts at quarter. You got Tom Brady now. He was 24 and 40 as the head coach of the Jets. 24 wins and 40 losses. Todd Bowles as the head coach of the Jets with garbage at quarterback. Mm-hmm. And now you get Tom Brady. You'll have a winning record next year with Tom Brady is the and now listen, the job that he did when they when they routed the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl with Kansas City of nine points in that game. Um Todd Bowles was unbelievable in that game. So he was obviously the successor to and then Todd Bowles 
Uh, he's got a statement out. They've all got these statements out. <laughs> Todd Bowles, I'm appreciative of the Glazer family and Jason Light for having faith in me to take on this role and to Coach Arians for his support and guidance over the past four decades. Tampa has become home for my family. We're excited to remain part of the community for years to come. As an organization, we have all the pieces in place to continue the winning standard that has been established here in recent years. Amiga, to get started with our players, coaching staff, and front office in preparation for 2022. That's Todd Bowles. Well, there's going to be a press conference tomorrow. I, I imagine we'll get some more answers. And, and look, I, I hope I, I hope all of this on face value is exactly as is being told to us. That that you know what Bruce Arians said in his statement, Tom Brady, that he didn't have anything to do. I, I, I really I do hope that's the case in all of this and that there's nothing nefarious going on behind the scenes. I, I, I really do. Because it does. It makes for a great story. It really does. It makes for a great Tom's back. You know what? That's the perfect time for me to walk away and turn this over to Todd and let him have a a winning team and a winning franchise and a chance to win a Super Bowl because he earns that. I will say this. No matter how it happened, Bruce Arians, what a hell of a story Bruce Arians has been for the NFL. When you think about that day when he was basically forced into retirement by the Pittsburgh Steelers. Went to Indy. Goes to Indy, coach of the year, replaces Pagano, who's got cancer, right? He's the interim coach. The Cardinals, the the very last team to hire a coach during that offseason cycle was the Cardinals hiring Bruce Arians. Though Michael Bidwell was going after Andy Reid. Right, because he had mentioned Andy Reid by name in the press conference when he had fired Wiz. So, yeah, we thought he was going after Andy Reid. And we're kind of looking at Bruce like, okay, he's never been a head coach before. And he was unlike... In many ways, he was like unlike anything we had ever experienced here in Arizona. He came in and he was cussing and and calling guys out and telling it like he saw it, lying knee, to our faces constantly about knee whether deep. right knee deep and 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 gassers, uh huh, and all the nicknames and all of remember that. The stuff. Gas, remember the gassers? Remember the gassers that one practice? Yeah, because he hated fighting Cardinals, fighting Cardinals in yeah. training camp. And, and if it happened in camp, he made him run. He ran. You remember him. that day we were doing the show? Oh, yeah. At training camp, up yeah. in the press box. And they were running. And they were, that's all they were doing. Sideline to sideline. Well, there were two guys. It was Dockett and somebody else who got into a fight during camp. And all he made them do was run laps run. around the field the rest of the practice while practice was going on. These two guys are just going around and around the field the whole time. Was, he that, was, that, was that So Dockett played for him, right? God, Doc has been out of the league so long now, I can barely remember. I, think, I thought that was Doc. I think it was. The, so 2013 was Dockett's last year. I think that was Bruce's first year. Was that Bruce's first year? I think that was Bruce's so first Dockett year. So Dockett had one year with B.A. I think. I might be you're wrong. Pro, you're probably I right. I think, right. I think I, you're right. I, I, think I, think it, I think it is. I think it I think it was that, you know. But I just don't remember. Dockett's yeah. been out of the league for 10 years. It's hard to like, remember. So all playing. the speculation aside, man, tip of the cap to Bruce Arians for one hell of an NFL career. I mean, to, to be, you think about everything that guy's gone through, and his own health scare, right? His own time cancer retirement. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. he's in the comeback and a coach Tom Brady and a lead the newest Super Bowl and all that. It, it, if this, it, I, I hope he went out exactly the way he wanted to go out. I really hope that's how it turned out. I really do. And you I, know what? If it didn't, so what? You made a fortune coaching in the NFL. You won a Super Bowl. You're one of the few coaches that have ever won a Super Bowl. Like, you got to live your dream out. Like, okay, even if it didn't end the way he wanted it to, so what? 
What a freaking ride that was. It was a ride. I mean, what a ride. What a, you're a Super Bowl champion. Yep. Nobody could ever take that. You got a ring. Not a Super Bowl. You got a Super, Super Bowl, Bowl ring. Not a Super Bowl. You made a fortune. Like, Super you made Bowl so much ring. money. Like, yeah, even if it didn't end exactly, everybody would like to go out on their own terms. Yep. Okay. But if you don't and you had a great career, so what? Big matchup tonight for the Phoenix Suns. Could be a playoff matchup, though it might not feel like it tonight. We'll get a preview with a guy who is always willing to join us when there's bonus burns in Gambo. And of course, I'm talking about Suns broadcaster John Bloom. He'll join us live next on the Burns and Gambo Show. Suns Day. Brought to you by Four Peaks Wow Wheat. On the home of Phoenix Suns basketball. 98.7 FM. Arizona's sports station. Suns Day with Burns and Gambo. John Bloom is really a great guy. He really is a good guy. That's how you were saying five minutes ago. That's not true. Oh, I know it's not true. Don't tell lies. John Bloom's a great guy because he's got, he's got work coming up in like 13 minutes. You know, he's got a game to call. And Man, he loves to do so much he doesn't consider that work. I guess not. Uh, because joining us right now for bonus Burns and Gambo, we have the extra half hour of the show and we've got a 7 o'clock Suns game. And when we're going into Suns basketball, he's always kind enough to join us. Suns broadcaster John Bloom here on the Burns and Gambo show for bonus Burns and Gambo. What's going on, Bloomer? Guys, uh, Gambo, you nailed it. This isn't work. Are you kidding no, me? I'm no. at Chase Center right now getting ready to watch the Phoenix Suns the Golden State Warriors, the fourth meeting this season, and uh, you know I got a guy who I used to listen to, Tom Tolbert, talking to Tim Kempton right behind me. I got you know all kinds of familiar faces uh, that I got a chance to see before tonight. But right now it's about hoops, as you know. Uh, with seven games left to go this season, I've kind of stayed consistent with this thing. I'm just going to enjoy every little bit of it. I know a lot of people want to hit that fast forward button, but I'm I'm keeping my hands down. I'm not hitting any of that, and I'm just uh, looking forward to. This Describing the action again. You were, uh, I think, overly aggressive with the win total a year ago. But what about this year? How many? I mean, I mean but how many games did you think they were going to win when this season started? I was not in that web flower eating pizza the other oh. day because I didn't get to sixty. I think I had fifty-eight though. Right. I think I was pretty confident, and I think I did get a little flack from you guys based on that prediction at the beginning of the season. And now here we are, uh, all just in amazement at what this team continues to do. Bloomer, yeah. I would really like you to edit what you're saying while you're saying it. When you say you guys, you're talking about okay, Gambo. Is that fair. right? I mean, yeah, come yeah, on. Don't you, don't lump me in with him. No, don't make it sound like I was giving you. you know, I, I, I know. I, I understand. <laughs> it's like we're a duo, and I get it. Sometimes I have to take one for the team. There, there's only one guy on this show giving you flack, and his name was not Dave Burns. His name was John Gambadoro. Just want to make sure. I don't think I name. gave you flack over 58, because I was at 56 or 57. I think it was last year last I gave Last year was flack. the best. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Last, yeah, last year, year. A heap yeah. of it. And you know what? I probably deserved it at the time. And uh, <laughs> because I'm always overly optimistic, but this year I wasn't overly optimistic. And that's what's great about being overly optimistic is eventually the thing that you're optimistic about catches up with your optimism. And I think it actually did this season and surpassed it. And now it's just about, you know, continuing and, and keeping the continuity, the composure that this team has shown all season. And why would there be any reason to doubt it? I want to ask you about this Warriors team. You're there. You're in the Bay Area. You're getting ready to call it here on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. They seem to me that if their guys have enough time to gel when they get all together, they could be a threat to the Suns. I just don't know if there's enough time for that to happen. 
for the Golden State Warriors. How do you feel about them as they there's they're still kind of scattered right now when it comes to their pieces and their parts? They are, and you know the most important part is not going to play tonight. And that's Steph Curry, and so first and foremost they have to get him back, uh, and they have to allow him and Draymond, who's still getting back to his fitness. I mean, Steve Kerr spent half of his pregame media talking about Draymond and his approach and just trying to regain his physical fitness and how he's not there yet. Well, he better get there soon because they need him. Uh, he is absolutely the, the key as far as, you know, facilitating everything, especially when Steph's not on the floor. But Steph's the key, and we all know that, and they have to get him right. Uh, I went on my buddy's show out here in the Bay this morning, and I had a little extra bravado today. I'm not going to lie. I, I was asked, you know, who I fear in the West, and I said nobody. Me either. And I really believe that, Me guys. too. I, I agree. I don't. I, and I, in November, I probably feared the Warriors going into those three games against Golden State, and you know, I, I definitely have respect for Memphis with what they've been able to accomplish. But I mean, I, I and I don't, I don't want to sound the bravado either. But I mean, I don't. I, I don't know that anybody can win more than one game against the Suns in a playoff series. I'm being that's, that's my opinion, and people want to fault me for that. That's fine. But I just I don't see anybody that can challenge them and make it a series. Right. I think it, what it's going to take is another team. Right to the occasion and proving that they can do it, that they can stay with this group because, uh, I don't know, there's just something about them and, and I, I hope that you know everything we think is is bound to happen is going to happen and we're going to all enjoy the heck out of it together uh, and it starts with uh, game number 76 here tonight in the city by the bay. John Bloom joining us here on the Burns and Gambo Show, 98.7 FM Arizona Sports Station. He's got the call tonight. Suns taking on the Golden State Warriors. What, what your hope for Cam Johnson, I know he was just ruled out of tonight's game. What's your hope for him? Not your expectation necessarily, but your hope in terms of getting him back with time to get him kind of ramped up for the playoffs. Yeah, I think Cam is one of those players, Bernsey, that's a, a rhythm guy. Uh, you know, just not just with the shot. We all know about his shot. It's just uh, absolutely perfect in a lot of ways. Uh, his form and everything like that. But I'm talking about just the rhythm of the offense, being in the rhythm defensively, knowing uh, you know, his spots and where he needs to be is going to take a couple of games, I think. So that's important. I think getting him back within the next couple of games so that he has a stretch before the playoff starts, I think, is a goal for everybody. And it does seem like he's trending in the right direction. Uh, the other guy that's not going to play tonight, JaVale McGee, was just out working out on the floor. He's going to miss his second straight game with a non-COVID illness is what it's listed as. But that doesn't seem to be too serious considering he's out here in the public with all of us. So uh, that's good news. And hopefully he'll play on this road trip. And we might even see an NBA debut from Ife Lundberg. What a great story. Oh, yeah. This, uh, young man who's actually not so young as far as rookies are concerned in the NBA at 27, but uh, he's representing the entire country of Denmark. Whenever he steps foot onto the floor, he'll be the first Dane to play in the NBA. It's a pretty exciting moment. All right, leave me with this. The uh, the 49ers, do you want Jimmy Garoppolo back, or do you do you think they should cut him? Uh, no, I don't think you cut him. I mean, what are you going to – do you have somebody better in mind, Gambo? That's the – No, Trey Lance. That's Trey Lance. Old conversation. Yeah, but why not have both right now? You well, can still have both. Just so you under, might as well have yeah, both. Just how divided the locker room may be if Lance Maybe. gets off to a slow start. How That's everybody's going to be calling for Garoppolo. You could really hurt that young kid if Garoppolo's still there and, and Lance gets off to a slow start. Yeah, my hope is that with Jimmy's past, you know, being second fiddle as he was for several years to start his career, granted to the greatest maybe uh, to play it, but he was still second fiddle. He knows how it is when you get a chance. Uh, my hope is that 
there's some patience there that maybe you know the the relationship he's created with Trey Lance uh, might have uh, some of the elements of what he had with Tom Brady and and uh, you know granted it's a whole different situation and I'm not trying to compare any of those players as the same type of player but you have situations that help you along the way in your career maybe this will for the 49ers uh, keep them from fracturing a locker room because you're right Cam but that's the worst possible thing that happens when you have a competition for that uh, specific role on a team the quarterback more than any all right so while you're there in San Francisco do you just kind of longingly walk by the Giants ballpark and just sort of you know just kind of wistfully dream about World Series championships or anything like that bloomer I mean I, I know that place is near and dear to you it is it jogs phenomenal memories every time I see that park uh, see the statues outside of it think about McCovey Cove and everything that goes into it and even driving past candlestick parks old location which there's no stadium there whatsoever jogs a lot of memories because that's where I grew up going I mean I took the bu- to two dollar bus ride to sit in a two dollar bleacher seat that was my upbringing in Giants baseball and to see them finally win it years ago as you guys know because I was with you a lot during those years uh, over a decade ago when they first won it uh, was phenomenal uh, but yeah now it's about hoops now it's about the Suns coming into this gym and doing to the Warriors what they did to them ah, about two and a half years ago when they christened this place and knocked down the Warriors uh, who were just sitting on top of the world basketball wise now we don't need to see an injury like we did that, that time you might remember Aaron Baines sitting on Steph Curry and uh, somewhat ruining the Warriors season that year I don't necessarily look that. for that but uh, that. but that's the last time they won here in this gym yeah alright Bloomer good stuff we always appreciate you putting in a little extra time with us you got a big broadcast coming up we'll let you go get ready for it alright man thank you fellas alright Bloomer John Bloom joining us Suns broadcaster voice of the Suns when they're on the road they're in San Francisco normally he joins us when he's got like a pregame show coming up not when he's got like a game to call no, so we really appreciate Bloomer that's, just, right that's his hometown there that love for oh, you know yeah. the, for the San Francisco Giants and the, the 49ers know, I, thought, I didn't know Candlestick was gone I didn't realize they had they had tore it down demolished it right I, I, I had no idea I don't know why they wouldn't it's been 20 years since they opened that other they ball should have never gotten rid of any of the baseball Ebbets yeah, Field should still be standing the polo ground should still be standing uh, Candlestick Park they probably could <laughs> that's not that's not exactly as historical maybe as some of those other places that one they probably could have gotten rid of that is going to do it for us here on the Burns and Gambo show we are out of here Suns basketball is next we'll see you tomorrow straight up 2 o'clock here on 98.7 FM Arizona Sports Day Have a great night, everyone. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.